this is Kyle House with Kyle House Fitness. I'm also here with Kyle Miller, and welcome to the Renaissance. I got the jitters. I got the voice jitters. Welcome to Renaissance Life, a podcast dedicated to creativity, mastery, and the pursuit of an extraordinary life, whatever that looks like to you. I am your podcaster in crime, Josh Wagner. I hope you are doing fan flippantastic right now, wherever you are. This is a podcast that is brought to you by you guys. If you go to patreon.com slash life mastery, uh, uh, patron, a Patreon, another Patreon I have to sign up for. Josh, darn it. Yes, you should do this. Uh, patreon.com slash life mastery. Not only do you support this show, but you also for the f- get exclusive access to the Life Mastery podcast. Now, this is, uh, this is in the pre-order stage, if you will. Uh, this is something that I'm testing out. If nobody signs up, fine, I will try something else. But if you go to patreon.com slash life mastery and you are the first 30, one of the first 30 people that signs up, you will get a free Life Mastery coaching from me. So go to patreon.com slash life mastery. Check it out. Read the tiers, read the information. If it sounds right for you, why not try it out for a month? If it doesn't work out, you can always just uh, stop after a month, you know? Really cutting my legs out there, aren't I? Well, anyway, uh, patreon.com slash life mastery. Today's episode uh, is a interview with Kyle House and Kyle Miller from Kyle House Fitness. I had a fantastic time talking to these guys they are so insightful about what they do and about life in general. We go into a myriad of topics, uh, including um, starting something, whether it be that's a business or creative outlet that you're pursuing, building a community, and of course, their wheelhouse, which is fitness and health. I hope you enjoy this episode with Kyle House and Kyle Miller. Let me know your thoughts. Email me at josh at renaissancelife.com or leave uh, a note in the comments on Instagram at renaissance.life. I appreciate you. See you on the other side. the last movie you guys saw oh gosh. blade runner blade runner we watched oh, blade yeah. runner the other day did you like it long. i haven't seen it he wasn't into uh, it visually it was super it. pleasing but i didn't really care much storyline moved very very it was a very slow movie <laughs> it's bad to have a slow movie and it be like four hours long <laughs> yeah it, it, was it was so long it was a really long one <laughs> and it was one of those ones that like Every now and then, you'd be like, oh, my God, this, wow, the end, wow. And you'd be like, oh, no, they're, we're going into another storyline. Great. All right. We're not done. Yeah, we're not done. I thought this was the climax of the story. It was very confusing, too. Yeah, I I remember the first one being slow, too. mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely a slow burn. But good visionaries for. There were two times that I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Does he like him? Are they friends? (laughs) No. Is that the bad guy? Do you guys like sci-fi? I do. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my girlfriend Gabriella watched the first episode of Altered Carbon. Oh, oh that's on our is list tonight. Already, I texted him this morning. Yeah, it was good stuff. I'm we love the that guy out. that's the main character in that because he he was in uh, House of Cards and then uh, the Killing. Oh, that's where he's at. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Killing, yeah. I yeah, that was a good show. The Killing is really good. It, you should watch all the seasons because okay. the last all episode good. it all kind of comes together. That story arc, that climax. Uh, it's so on. good. <laughs> this is definitely a salad. <laughs> the cable salad. You're good. <laughs> um, so is there anything, before we start, anything that you don't want to talk about? Um, I would just say, like, we just try to shy away from not, like, talking bad about it. Yeah, we never want to make anything else look you know, bad. Never want to talk bad or about it. Or superior. I'm the same Yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We think that there is, I mean, that even is something we're happy to talk about. It's like we, people should do the fitness that makes them feel the yeah. best. Sure. Um, something we that try to approach it in a balanced way, mm-hmm. um, but it's not for everybody. So you got to find what, I think that fitness is a, a lifestyle choice and you have to find something that really inspires you, keeps you motivated. And it might mean changing it up every three months. It might mean sticking with something forever or it might yeah. mean just trying new things every, every 30 days. Just depend on who you are. I love that. That's a great mindset. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> I think the moment, um, somebody said this to the, us the other day, the moment that you that you deny somebody, especially as a gym <laughs> owner, if you deny them access to other gyms, like if you give them a hard time or... or too or, territorial, or, yeah. If you're too territorial, then you're really taking away people's freedom. And fitness is about giving freedom right. to people, right? You know, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of uh, relationships in a way. Like, mm-hmm. y- you're what you're saying is you're describing being too clingy if you're mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's a really good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, <laughs> you're, and your ultimate goal as a, as a gym owner and as a fitness entrepreneur really should be to um, make fitness accessible to everybody. And the moment that you stop it, uh, you kind of you're you're in the industry for the wrong reason. That means right. you're in the industry for money. You're not in the industry for um, changing people's lives. You should let people go and come back and be part of whatever makes them feel um, as connected to themselves as possible and bettering their lives. And again, once you take that away from them, they feel you're taking away that freedom to to kind of explore how to better yourself. Completely agree. I think the hard part though is. Um I'll, I'll intro you guys in a second, but I think the hard part is uh, there's so much information and noise out there. It's kind of hard for someone, especially someone starting out, like, where do I even start? Somebody's telling me this. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow is telling me that. You <laughs> yes, know, like, uh, Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think, um, and you may, may want to jump in on this, that, that navigating the waters is kind of the hardest part, and I think... Um, uh, going to people that have tried a bunch of different things and making sure that you talk through stuff and do research to find what works best for you because it is, it is really there's such yeah. great areas. Yeah, it's really overwhelming sometimes. Like you said, for somebody maybe they haven't gotten off the couch, let's say in six years or so, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm ready to do this, and what's the next step to take? So that's really important. You know, you get with trained professionals that know what they're doing and can help in a, you know a very safe and balanced way to take that next step. I think, like, in someone in that situation, mm-hmm. someone on the couch, they haven't done anything for six months, maybe even years, they look at people who are in fitness and they're, like, they want to be that, but they're also, like, put off by it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look, look at these guys. Look at these gals doing that. Obsessed. Yeah. We actually do get that a little bit. Some people yeah. are super intimidated by coming into a studio. 
where they don't know anybody but that's one of our goals though is just to make it the most welcoming experience when you come into our space because that makes a huge difference yeah and I, from from like navigating the waters i think that the most important thing that a person can do is take baby steps so um if you're talking about somebody that hasn't been off the couch or they haven't um changed their diet what happens is we set ourselves up for failure. Like we would never say, we're going to do all these things all at once in this one day. And then you do all those things you try to, and maybe you didn't get them all accomplished or they, they do it for 30 days. And it's like, I can't make this sustainable, but by just removing, like, I'm not going to drink any more Coca-Colas or I'm going to change from coffee to tea. And once you master that one thing, then move on to the next thing. I think a lot of people, um, want to run before they, they actually try to even walk. And I think that that's, you know, go out, walk, walk two miles. And if you get that and it's not challenging enough, then it's time to step up your game. Um, and then you jump into uh, a fitness regimen or a facility that can support you as you grow and progress in your fitness journey. That's fantastic. I see. I'm, I'm bad about that just in general, not just only health and wellness. I like, I, my goal in life, like my long-term goal in life is to be someone who's a Renaissance man, you know, mm-hmm. master of multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. A jack of all trades. Yeah. Well, not so much. No. Jack of all trades. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like jack, maybe it's just, it's just lingo, but yeah. jack of all trades, so someone who like dabbles and dips their toes. And yeah. Things and, yeah. You know, jumps back and forth and things, but like really being very good at s- certain things, but it's hard because you, you want to do it all at once. And you can't do it all at once. No. Right? Yeah, and then you set yourself up for failure too, and right. you try to accomplish too much too quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me let me introduce <laughs> sure. you guys. Kyle House, Kyle Miller yes. from Kyle House Fitness. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Very welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having Thank you us. For, yeah, yeah. This Thank is you awesome. for wearing those socks too. <laughs> I know. People can't see his socks right now, but they, he has rubber duckies on his socks. That's right. It's very. <laughs> they might be my favorite socks. It's encouraging. <laughs> Yeah, it's very also, encouraging. I did have a pair. I had to retire them, but uh, they, there was some ducky socks that I owned that had uh, bow ties. Oh, Even better. That's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> great. I love a little, a little, little flair, <laughs> a little, little sauna, smile. So, say you guys are in a different city, or you're at a party, or somewhere that you're in a place where people don't know you, and mm-hmm. you get that that stupid, infamous question. So, what do you do? How, mm. how do you go about answering that? Mm. You want to start? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to make yeah. him start. <laughs> so See how he's got it. What do you do? Well, I, I typically just respond, you know, hey, I own my own fitness, fitness facility in Chattanooga. I've been in the fitness industry for a little over a decade now um, and then just made it up to this point where we are, where we're able to create a format, you know, over all the different types of fitness that we've worked through, founding the best balance and best way to program it. Um, and then also sharing this experience with my partner, which has been a wonderful experience too, uh, co-owning a business together and starting it up. It's been a, a good roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, but a roller coaster of emotions. Yes, it's been awesome. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I split my time. I am communications director for Bellhops, um, which is a moving. Which I want to get into. Yeah, yeah, a moving company, a tech-enabled moving company here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, and then my, the other half of my time is here and. Uh, uh, if we're together and he talks about fitness, I usually talk about, you know, I run the business part of it. So okay. um, operationally, I just look how we can be um, the best that we possibly can on a daily basis and then how we can be consistent in providing the type of experience that we think um, helps people better their lives. Like how can we help them feel like it's more than a workout? Because for us, um, 
I'm getting a little off topic, but uh, nice. for us, it's uh, it, the most important thing for us. You can get a workout anywhere. Um, I think that the thing that separates us um, is the experience, right? So we want to really focus on building a very encouraging team um, atmosphere. And, and when you talk to people that come here, when you walk in the door, it's something that he masters that he doesn't even know that he does well is that it's it everyone is just all of our employees are super cheerful we have 11 total employees and they're like the nicest people i don't know how we lucked out in getting <laughs> such amazing people i've noticed but, that I yeah they rock they're very walking in here that everybody just feels so welcomed um and it's 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 kind of a really great place to be especially ending the day and starting the day mm-hmm. whether wh- whatever you're doing starting your day that way or really ending your day for me i work out um and take the classes in the evening and coming in and and just seeing smiling faces and encouraging people uh people who are encouraging people of all ages and all fitness levels um it's a very it's very encouraging atmosphere that i think we never planned to happen but it kind of just kind of just (laughs) happened and then we just nurture it to the best of our ability that's that's uh that's really admirable i think um i specifically for you i want to get into like the balance of that like balancing your work Mm. at bellhops and doing this like how you handle that what's your day-to-day look like yeah but before we get into that i'd like to get into the the fitness itself like where did fitness come into play for you guys like where did it start did you grow up around it yeah so uh was a all the way back into high school let's see i know cal miller swam i also did a little bit there and then went through gymnastics and then through cheerleading and then that put me through college on some scholarships went to utk utc and mtsu for cheerleading and then very cool beyond that you know i we talked a little bit about you know getting into the recording industry for a little bit and fitness was still a big passion of mine on the side and then made a big jump after graduating college, like, hey, you know, this is actually a lot more fun. I'm seeing a lot more results from people, and I'm enjoying watching people progress and just seeing them grow, build their confidence. So I made a pretty drastic jump, uh, career change, career move, and then um, started off as a personal trainer and then got into indoor cycling and then kept moving on into a little bit of yoga, and then it just kept going. Like, oh, man, like, I love all these different forms of fitness. I just want to keep learning more and more. And then culminating up to where we are here. <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, one of the cool things about he's experienced and trained in and done pretty much all the types of fitness that you can possibly think of. Whether it's, like it. Yeah, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's cycling, whether it's um, uh, uh, doing uh, Les Mills type classes where you're yeah. doing um, More like really choreographed yeah. workouts. Um, all He's ran the gamut of all types of fitness. So, um I think it's really interesting how he's taken three really core types of fitness and kind of molded them together, taking there's not many places you can go in 60 minutes and get yoga, weight training, and cardio right. all in one together. Mm-hmm. And I think um, he has he had told people about it when we were just thinking about it, and people were like, oh, that, yeah, you whatever. can't do that. <laughs> That's not going to work. Um, and it's so surprising that it that it really has worked, um, and people are, f- yeah. are finding it. People are responding you know. really well to the format. They love yeah, it. coming from me, who's like tried it, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed the f- the fact that there's moments of rest and moments of intensity. Yeah, like the moments of rest, especially before and after, doesn't really exist in the gym unless you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could say the same for different types of exercises too, but there's yeah. not that balance often 
Yeah, that's super important, especially we were talking more about the people that are, you know, just getting moving, just getting into a fitness regimen. It's you got to be really careful with injuries and things of that nature. So it's important to teach uh, intensity, which is important, you know, get your heart rate up, you're going to build muscle, you're going to burn fat, but then also listening to your body and recovering too. So we teach, you know, the recovery in the classes and even outside of the classes too, we're big advocates of, you know, self myofascial release and foam rolling, uh, getting into a good regimen of your own stretching routine too. And, and just right. the mindfulness of listening to your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Super important. So, uh, Miller, where, where did you get started with fitness? So I came from a family that always we were always in sports. We we had okay. to we had to choose a sport. So I played uh, so a little bit of football. From your parents, yeah, like... football, baseball. Um, then I found swimming to be like the thing that I loved. And uh, from about age eight till I was um, seventeen, I swam competitively um, into uh, what's called southeasterns, which is the next level before zones, which is the next level before olympic trials and then uh word to the wise like don't start your kids too young in sports because you get really tired of it very quickly so when you do something from age eight and swimming is one of those um very intensive training sports it's not like baseball it's not like football it's not like basketball you can't miss a day the moment you miss a day you go down a hundredth of a second and so when you're 15 and you're waking up and and swimming in the morning and then going home and then swimming at night and you're practicing twice a day every single day except for Sunday (laughs) it becomes like I just want to go see a movie and uh, then you get into college and you pass up on some good opportunities because you're just done Um, so it's very easy to burn out on stuff so I would tell people like slow uh, once again take a little bit like the coca-cola right like you you if you're drinking a coke um, and you want to make diet changes say let's just drop the coke out well i should have said you know let's try just summer swimming but i went all year round for probably 15 years it it reminds me a lot of when parents uh want their kids to learn an instrument too Mm -hmm. like piano or something yeah like sally uh joe you have to learn piano and you go lessons, and you're awful at it, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, but they forget to tell you why it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I when I was younger, if I had learned piano, I would probably love it now. You know, uh, starting from that early. Same with swimming. If mm-hmm. like if I knew why it was important, yeah, to me, why yeah. it mattered, I might have gone through that with actually caring about it yeah more, you know, <laughs> exactly without being burnt out about yeah. it yeah i played um basketball baseball i didn't get into football um mm-hmm. and soccer although i was terrible at soccer <laughs> i'm the uh, worst basketball player i ever. just played like <laughs> one year terrible. of peewee football and like i got hit by somebody i was like oh <laughs> tapping out now yeah. no thanks <laughs> i'm not good. gonna get hit by anybody else and i'm <laughs> not good at catching balls so it was either hit and get hit or be the ball catcher and i didn't want to get hit so i'm out <laughs> I went through this thing where I loved it until everyone got serious about it. I you gotcha. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very quickly, this is not fun anymore. This is all about serious. And that's yeah. maybe just the coaching or the environment yeah. that I was in. But once that hit, I was like, why, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to be a good experience. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I, I had a conversation um, when I was swimming is, uh, with the coach that I had at the time. And, um, I said, you know, uh, what, what does this mean for me? Like college scholarship? Like, am I going to get to do Olympics? Am I going to like, what can I do? 
Sure. And it was like, he took me through the timeline of based off of my times and what I could possibly do. And it was like, you could potentially, you could probably get a, a college scholarship, which will be really cool. But then you're going to be swimming in the morning, go to school, swim at night. You'll do that every day. Um, and then most of those teams are going to like test you for trying to go to zones, trying to go to Olympic trials. And with your times, you could potentially make it to Olympic trials, but you probably won't place. I was like, well, this, this, that doesn't seem very inspiring. It's not very, yeah, it's not very and inspiring. It was, and he was super honest, which is great because I dropped out a little bit. Um, so that was, that was a good experience. But it's one of those things. I, I was like, I wish I would have known this, uh, <laughs> where I'm going. Because uh, he, he gave me the, the advice then, but it was like, oh, well, just looking at what you do, this is what you're on pace. So if somebody would have told me four, two years before that or three years before that, I could have, you know probably pushed a little further or pushed right. a little harder to get to the point where I made it a little easier, the progression of a career into swimming a little bit easier for myself. Right. Yeah. What, uh, house, what was your catalyst from jumping from music to fitness as a full time? Yeah, that was, um, it was a really tough point because making some, you know, semi-decent money. I used to manage a mellow mushroom. It's hilarious. Just thinking about oh, that, nice. like lots of pizza <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And they actually <laughs> offered him, they yeah, offered him to like go and open more and yeah. all over the country and but then um, like a, oh really be like a a, a store launcher. Mm-hmm. It's good managing skills. Yeah, yeah. So so far so good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, but then we were really avid weightlifters at the time. A little bit more into the bodybuilding realm, physique building. When we were up in Murfreesboro, this this is where we were at the time uh, at the Murfreesboro Athletic Club, and then just. With some of our friends up there, they were personal trainers as well, and just seeing their lifestyle and how much fun they had and um, just their flexibility and schedule too, that made me want to jump into that out of the you know salary position I was on, working something I didn't really fully enjoy, and just going into something I was a little bit more passionate about and into that idea that you know you can actually watch people grow, watch them build confidence. That was just super huge for me, and then... Um, Decided to go for a, a the ISSA certified personal trainer online course <laughs> years ago, and then that was just the big catalyst there. Picked up a couple clients here and there, so I could you know get them in the mornings, work on my manager shifts in the evenings. How did you pick up clients? Um, first, it was for free, <laughs> so it was like, hey, a lot of yeah. people do that. Yeah. Will you will you just um, just come into let the me gym? practice on <laughs> you? <laughs> let me practice with you, <laughs> like you know, we can sign waivers and stuff. You know, make sure I don't hurt you or anything. But um, yeah, uh, Lauren Pascal, uh, now Lauren Martin, was uh, my very first free client, <laughs> the catalyst for building up to you know getting some confidence in and okay, all right, and then approaching the owner of the facility and then going from there it was awesome so i would say that there's there's, (laughs) um a little like nugget of of a lesson learned in that is that and it's something that we've always held true is like don't you shouldn't be stuck in anything that you don't enjoy doing you know Mm. um uh i've i've worked a lot of different jobs since since I was in college and out of college and some were just for money but I knew exactly why I was doing it right why I'm doing this thing and the moment that I didn't know why I was still doing it the moment that he thought to himself why am I still doing this Mm -hmm. um, is the moment that we uh, in the most positive way jump ship right and said this isn't for me I don't know why I'm doing this right and being comfortable I think we've really um, found it to be okay to challenge ourselves to, to not be okay with whatever's happening um if we're not happy 
I think that 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 moment of jumping ship. There's there's always that twinge of fear. Though. Oh yeah. How how yeah. did you guys get past that fear? Because I think that fear stops a lot of people from trying new things. Um, I I'm I'm more of like an analytical person. Like I looked at money and like I'm like, how much money do I have? Yeah. How, much, how long can I make this last? Which and, is good because mm-hmm. I did the opposite. Yeah. And it comes back to bite you. Eventually. It does. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, you know, I worked for the police department for two years, and I told oh, the really? chief I was cool. like, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do this for two years and then I'm out and I was there for two years and three months and still jumping from that job with no job in, in the distance, but saying like, I made this promise to myself that I wanted this experience and I went through the experience over a two year period and now I'm going to jump to something new. I don't know what that is. Um, and then in jumping into, you know, uh, uh, the unknown and waiting because I think that, I think sometimes we're just too afraid to, to take a chance on as cheesy as it sounds like our dreams are like, and I think dreams are just happiness. Like if you're not happy somewhere, yeah. you have to, you Ooh, have to that's make a the good distinction. I like yeah, that. You have to make mm-hmm. the decision to kind of like, um, be outside of that and, and, and challenge yourself to, to be uncomfortable a little mm-hmm. bit. Cause I think the more uncomfortable we are, uh, the more we kind of reach out and find the things that inspire us and, and, and drive us. And if you have questions in your head, I think we've always, I think we come from families too. My parents are really like, like very just much like, Oh, just quit your job. You don't like it. Just quit. (laughs) You know, they're like, they're, they're totally supportive. Um, but I mean, at the same time, they'll be like, are you sure you don't like it? Like, let's talk about it. Like, what are the pros and cons? What do you hate about it? Cause it's a job. You're always going to find something you hate about your job. You can't just use it as an excuse to jump off. But, um, if you, if you feel, feel like you've done everything you possibly can, um, it's time for your career to progress or you to progress as a person. And you just have to be willing to, to take the leap. I don't, I don't know if there's a way to, to make it easier other than just having people around you that like, like I totally do that too. So <laughs> having that support is yeah. very handy when it comes to doing something that's scary like that. Yeah, that's, I'm definitely, you know, thankful and grateful that I had a, you know, supportive partner and family too, you know, not, not a lot of people get that opportunity to have that. So for those of, you know, for people that are wanting to make a jump, just, you know, it will be scary. It will be hard at times. It will be emotional, but you know, you do experience those things, but then you have to realize, you know, that's going to pass. Things are going to get better just as long as you put in the hard work. So that's super important. Just, it's not going to be easy. So you mentioned your, your parents, what other lessons did you, have you guys learned from, from your parents? Uh, I know uh, it's a very broad question. It's not for me. <laughs> it might be for him a little bit. Um, I, uh, I had, I had very, I have like, it sounds, this is, I have like the best parents ever. They really are. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. Aren't they? I mm-hmm. mean, they're just like my Great. dad growing up. So like my dad is, is one of those things. Like I never realized some of the stuff he had me do. And, and I, uh, I end up being able to do a lot of things that even translates here when you're able to do drywall and you're able to lay flooring and you're able to do all these things and you own a business. It's, you don't have to hire somebody to do it for you. And he made us, he made us, if we built our own home that we lived in. Um, so me and my brother and my dad built it. Oh wow. We're like, you know, it was never, I think that's where I've never been really scared to try new things. Cause my, you know, we were living in this tiny little house and my dad was like, we bought the lot beside us. We're going to build a home. And uh, they start laying the foundation tomorrow. (laughs) We were like, cool, awesome. Unknown to us that we would be building the home. The foundation was done. All the woodwork, everything but the plumbing we did. Um, 
And so we learned how to do tile. We learned how to lay flooring. We learned how to hang cabinets. We mm-hmm. never were allowed to change our own oil. I mean, not never allowed to get someone to change our oil for us. We were always having to change our oil. If we had two motorcycles, we had to fix them if they broke. I'm like, hey, I want to get a new sound system for my Bronco. And he's like, great. And we go get it. And then we get there. And he's like, you have to put it in. And so I have to take out all yeah. the speakers, take out all the dashboard. <laughs> That's incredible. Put all that in. And then, you know, he's like, you, you know, if you... If you rely on everyone to do things for you, you'll never learn how to do it yourself. And I want you to learn how to do it yourself. And then when you're busy and you don't have time, you can get somebody to do it for you. But now you have the time to learn how to do it. So challenge yourself. And there was no YouTube. There was no nothing. Right. Like there, like you bought a sound system. I'm just like pulling things out of the <laughs> dash, like plugging it in. Let's try this Hoping one. it works. Started up. Nope, doesn't work. And then starting over and over and over again, especially in the 90s because it was so cool to have a a cool sound system oh, in your yeah, car. Definitely. I mean, it was like the subwoofers, thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, both of my parents are super so supportive, um, super challenging and really never let us kind of phone things in and let, but let ask, us do what we want to never told us we had to do something. That's a good balance. Always let us do what we want to. But if we said we were going to do something, they made us follow all the way through. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Did you enjoy that when you were growing up? Uh, in the, in the no, moment, uh, I not, see the value not now, changing but. my own oil. No. Um, I hated that. Uh, I remember I, had, I drove at a Bronco, but then, um, we also had a Honda Civic and I remember I was driving that around and the alternator went out and I had to change that. No fun whatsoever to change an alternator in a vehicle. Um, uh, changing my own brakes, changing my own tires, all those things seemed so laborious and, and sometimes they felt like chores. And now today, it's interesting because I get around people my age, especially I'm 32 and I get around people that are 24 to, to 35 and they just, they don't know how to do these things. They don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to change their own oil. Um, and, or, or, you know, a hole gets broken into a wall and then don't know how to fix it. You got to pay somebody to do it. Those are things that, that I know how to do. And I didn't realize it till I had to start doing them. I was like, Oh, I can do that. And people are like, wow, how did you do that? And it's like, <laughs> you don't know how to do it. It started to catch whenever I, I think I was in college and I was like, wait, you don't know how to do that. <laughs> You've never done drywall before. And they're like, no, why would I do? I, I remember he yeah. was telling me, he was like, I remember meeting him and uh, he, he could, didn't know how to do laundry. Sorry, I have to tell people that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know how to do laundry. I was like, it you happens. take a cap and you pour yeah. this in here and you pour that in. The, but his mom had always done it for him. Um, and, and my parents were, would never do our laundry and, uh, <laughs> uh, fail or not. Like, you know, you, you learn, don't, don't wash the jeans with the white. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would do the laundry too. So yeah, in the same, yeah. it's a learning same process. I had, I, odd, I had odd parents. And, and then I also grew up, uh, my family all lived on one street and we all, um, uh, we owned all the homes on the street. So my grandparents oh, wow. lived in front of me. Uh, my uncle and aunt lived beside me. Um, and then we had two other homes that we rented out to family as well. So uh, we Party. were always surrounded by yeah. family. So it was even weird to me whenever, like, I don't think till in college when people, I'm from Saudi Daisy. I mean, it's, everybody's very close knit there. And uh, it was very weird to me growing up and then moving into college and people were like, I was like, you don't talk to your grandmother every day. Like you don't go over for dinner every night. Right. That's weird. And like, then I found out, no, that's not weird. I'm the weird one. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the one that was able to go and walk across the street whenever I got in a fight with my mom and be like, I'm going to grandma's house and just literally cross the street like 20 yards. Um, and then like close the door and she could see me closing the door out her window. (laughs) But yeah. 
Gal House? Yeah. Um, Lessons from parents? I would say one of the biggest things for my mom is her creativity because she was an artist and just mm-hmm. always watching her. Um, she was really big into doing uh, oils and acrylics on canvas and big layers, big, bold colors. So super, you know, into that whole creative side that helped me get into a little bit of music, helped me get into a little bit of sketching and art at a young age. Um, but then also one of her traits that I think I picked up on, it's helped me out as a manager, a little double-edged sword sometimes, but uh, loving kindness, it's a really big one for mm-hmm. me. You know, I, I tend to go straight for the best in everybody, um, which can, you know, have a little downfall here and there. But... <laughs> Um, but just, I, I am able to be, you know, welcoming and encouraging to anybody and everybody that, you know, I come into contact with. So that's one of my biggest ones that I want to take as a win from my mom. You can take people with bad attitudes, like horrible. (laughs) They like either just out in the open or walk into the studio or whatever. And, and, and they literally leave a totally different person. Oh wow. That's a fantastic. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, what's your background, who you are, where you're from. It's just like, okay, let's looking to better yourself let's do it do you ever feel down yourself i do and yeah. how do you motivate yourself to get back to that um that's a big one spirit. so um i've been getting a lot more into you know just breath control and meditation that's helped out over the years just building a practice that way um knowing that it is okay to experience emotions of sadness of anxiety and guilt they are emotions it's something that we don't need to suppress too much just right. actually experience them but then beyond that, say, okay, okay, all right, I got this under control. Let's go ahead and get on with the day because <laughs> sometimes that needs to happen. And I think that um, a piece of advice that we both would give to people that are in a service industry where your, your, your goal is to, like, help people better their lives, mm-hmm. it's, very, it's very hard to focus on yourself when you give so much to others. So I, I right. think I, I, I get to step away from it a lot, but he's here every day um, and – devoting kind of and our all of our employees are as devoting themselves to like helping people be better um and a lot of times you in an industry like this you forget that like you've got to make time for yourself um mm-hmm. because you, you can't you're help giving take so other much. care of others you need somebody like yeah. me like i'll be like <laughs> okay you like you don't have to handle that like go do your thing like there's something yeah. about going and sitting up and watching tv just for yourself or doing something that you really love whether it's drawing making music doing those little things and making time for them because um, it's very easy to get lost in, especially the fitness industry where your, your number one priority is everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've been medita- meditating for uh, yes. oh, nice. about three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I completely agree with the, the benefits of doing that. I've it's been trying huge. something new recently and that's, I call it like uh, just practicing negative space. Okay. And that's just doing nothing. Okay. No TV. No, that's great. No, no trying to do breathing exercises. Just, just sitting mm-hmm. or laying down. Just. Yeah, I remember when um, that brings up when we first opened. We were here open to close every single day, and then there had to be these little opportunities of just okay. We're just going to go be in this space and do nothing and we just close the store, <laughs> lay down on mats, completely just silent for yes. thirty minutes. It was Sometimes so needed. We'd fall asleep. Sometimes yeah. we wouldn't. Um, one of the things that, uh, I can't remember where we heard it this the other day, but, uh, there was a writer who does this and he goes and he sits down at his writing desk without any intention to do anything, but he makes himself sit there for 30 oh, minutes. Oh, really? And, and the whole storyline was that he would always yeah. end up writing the most amazing things and it, he would be there for five hours, but his whole goal was like, I'm going to sit at my desk 30 minutes 
and just think. I don't have to do anything. I just sit in silence. And if I decide to start writing, then I will. Mm-hmm. And usually he did. And then he just kept blowing through. So there's something about being in that stillness. And we try to meditate every night. Um, we, mm-hmm. we set our alarms at like 930. And then we, we can do this. We either do a guided <laughs> meditation or we do some form of, uh, of medita- meditative release before we go to bed to make mm-hmm. sure that we clear our mind out. And that includes like paying Tetris or I play uh, uh, 2048. You know, these mindless kind of games. I haven't heard 2048. Yeah, it's I good. You'll get it. It's good. Um, it's, uh, I, the mayor is the one that showed me that. And, and it is, it's kind of a really cool practice to like, because mm-hmm. there's no emotional connection to like Tetris and there's no emotional connection right. to all these like dots or Candy Crush or any of these, these like mindless games. But if you use them before bed, they actually clear the mind because... Um, there's no emotional connection to them, so you can actually be a little clearer when you go to sleep. You're, you're um, not focusing on your day. You're not focusing yeah. on what went wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. focusing on work, your to-do lists. Because that's a big part of our balanced fitness plan is you know making sure you get the recovery and rest. And then let's say you know, you're used to having a really hectic day. You go, 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 you're a parent or whatever it is, and then you finally get a moment to sit down, and that's when you're trying to go to bed, and then that's when everything just starts to flood in because you haven't had... I forgot this. I forgot to do yeah. this. I need to do this. Tomorrow i got to do this. i got to do this. i got to do... And yeah, you, ha- you haven't even had like at least time for just one mindful breath, and that's it. And then the time it is is when you're trying to go to bed, and then you start frustrating about that. It gets worse. And then so sleep patterns is a huge thing that we try to teach Four-part breathing. We do that. Breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. Yeah. And you just go in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody I've read recently does that. They call it something uh, box breathing. That's what it is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a SEAL guy, uh, Mark Devine. I heard. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's big into that. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it. I'll it's it's, try it. it's pretty good, especially if you're like I have pretty bad ADD and I'm always thinking about like the next day and what I can do. So two things I do are, are breathing exercises like that, but that also anything that pops in my mind, I just get my notebook out and I write it down and just release it from my, I think a lot of times we wake up in the middle of the night, especially if you're working, um, like working for bellhops and then also having this, you have these ideas or this mm-hmm. worry that comes to mind and then it doesn't get you to sleep. I just put it on the notebook, close the notebook and go back to bed. And it makes all the difference in the world. Just putting it somewhere and knowing that you can, because the fear, I think, comes from, oh, God, I'm going to forget about this when I right. wake up tomorrow. But if you just write it all down, um, so, I mean, even at 3 a.m., I'll wake up and think of something, and then I just put it in my notes yeah. and, or email it to myself, and then I can release it and, and go right back to sleep. Because sleep is such an, I think it's the most uh, uh, underrated thing possible. Completely agree. It's something I'm trying to uh, improve myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to get into, like, the the beginning stages of mm-hmm. how Kyle house fitness yeah. started. Sure. But before yeah. that, I, just a quick question. Uh, maybe not so quick, but <laughs> how much, how much do you guys work? Uh, like, God. cause I, I <laughs> more <laughs> recently I'm finding myself working like mm-hmm. I'm working way too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's because I'm, you know, I have, I'm doing day stuff, but I'm also mm-hmm. having a, uh, side gigs and then, podcast blogging that kind of stuff trying to build that mm-hmm. that empire yeah. you know we, but i'm just curious how how much um, do you work that's a really good question because so it we, we were trying to track how much we worked and yeah um, figuring out and i mean it, it, it's it's a lot of hours i mean uh i'll give you a good example i work all 
all week at bellhops and then i'm here in the evening sometimes and then saturdays we're here all day mm-hmm. on sundays we're a half day uh just getting things prepped and ready for the rest of the week um uh i would say that our day can be around 5 a.m till about uh 9:30 or so sometimes we try to wind yeah. down. so we, we we try to put we were doing really bad at like going to bed at like midnight or 11 and we started putting stops on just saying when 9.30 hits, both of our phones go off, and we're just done. Um, That's good. That's really hard to do, too. Do. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. helped out so much just we, wanting we to, to a regimen. We sit for that down phone. and watch a 20 to 30-minute show on Netflix at 9 o'clock. The alarm goes off at 9.30. We get up. We get ready for bed, and then we do a meditation, and then we're able to get up at 5 and um, mm-hmm. uh, work a little bit more on stuff in the morning and prioritize our nights for kind of unwinding. I think sometimes people do the opposite. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how you can, it's hard for me to go to sleep once I start working on something. Cause it I could stay like, up till 3am working. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you have a great evening routine. That's helped out a lot for me. Um, I'm trying to get Kyle more into it, but I have my evening routine is while, strict routine. while watching Netflix, I'll have my yoga mat set out. I'll have my foam Netflix roller. Stretch, as we call I'll have nice. my little <laughs> strap assistant. So I have this, it's a little bit roughly the primary Ashtanga series minus a lot of the intense back bends and stuff like that. Cause it gets you pretty jazzed up before going to bed. Um, but stuff to recover and then doing it as a habit, it sort of triggered my mind like, all right, all right. Okay. It's time to get winding down. It's time to go to bed here in a little bit. So that's helped out a ton, just getting into a habit. Doing and that. I think we, and we took it one step at a time and we were going further and further into it. So more, so we read about like what the mind does and how the body works. And, mm-hmm. you know, we make it a goal if we're going to watch something on television to unwind and kind of just like completely numb ourselves to thought. Like we try to find something that's either funny or it's a comedy or it's a documentary that like we can either learn from or laugh from. Um, because there's this whole theory that, you know, if you go, if you're watching a drama or you're watching like an action or you're like your mind, you're putting your mind it in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially if you watch scary movies, which we love scary <laughs> movies, but if you're doing that, then like, you know, your mind is full of just violence and all these other things that could go on. So you want to leave yourself before you go to bed with the best of intentions. Um, so we've been trying to slowly, you know, we yeah. pick a comedy thing. We pick a very specific type of, of meditation right. process. Um, but then to answer your question too, yeah, hours per week, where do you think you're at? I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think. So, I mean, it's five, it's five to nine, probably five to eight about Monday every through, day. And then yeah. Saturdays we're just, we, we sleep we're in sleep, We get seven. to sleep in a little bit more since class doesn't start till yeah. 830. <laughs> yeah. so. um, but also having the right employees and, mm-hmm. and trusting them and giving them the power to like, I think um, the big mistake that people make, and I find myself making this mistake, um, we're we're no we're no perfectionists when it comes to this, and we're trying to be, is that um, you know it's kind of like it's like with sports, right? So when you coach, you're not jumping on the field and playing, you're you're showing people right. how you're the you have to treat you have to treat your your entire um, team as an actual sports team and you're the coach of that Mm -hmm. sports team and you're sending them out in the field and you're trusting them to make the touchdowns and you're trusting them to do all the things that they need to do you're not jumping in and getting on the court you're not jumping in getting in the field Um, and so if you think of it that way then you have to think of using all the things that you talk about to empower people and encourage people to execute and be the best they can in those day-to-day tasks, those weekly tasks and those monthly tasks. And once you can learn that and, and really embrace it, then you, you can hand over some of that trust to the right people. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I think that's it's about having that's the right great. people in place. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm very interested in how creatives and entrepreneurs uh, go from idea to mm -hmm. reality and actual business. So how, how did you guys go from zero to one? Um, uh, let me, uh, I'll, I'll go. So he, he was saying that he um, started at the Mac and he came up to me and was like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to leave Mellow Mushroom and I want to be a personal trainer. You know, I, I was like, okay, yeah. well, stay at Mellow Mushroom right now. Get the personal training degree. And then once you have that, like, get the get the, the certification. And then once you have it, then, like, what, you jump ship and we'll, we'll dive right in. And so we got to that point and he got ready. And I, I think I, I, I made, like, a Word doc. <laughs> I made a Word doc and it was called Brick House Training is what we called it. And uh, that was the original. Yes, I still have a T-shirt. Sleeveless house training. And so I told him, I was like, "Here, we'll, we we printed up this sheet, and we put some. I ordered some business cards. We put yeah. business cards in there, and we put them at the gym. That he was the, the way the gym was set up is you kind of paid a fee to be there, and then you ran as your own small business within mm -hmm. it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you pay like $400 a month, and then any money that you made from clients or anything, you kept yourself. You just paid rent for yeah. utilizing gotcha. the space. So it was a gotcha. big box gym. Yeah, that helped um, me work a lot harder, I think, versus just getting an hourly. Uh, or was, having to yeah. buy the equipment, right? Yep. From mm -hmm. the get-go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, we put that thing out, and I think maybe in a month or two, he had like three or four clients and so yeah. we were like we're doing it we're slowly we're doing building this. up we can do this <laughs> uh what, what was there a moment that it was real became real to you was hmm. it after you got your certification or was it that first client that first paid client i would perhaps? say it was yeah let's see one of my favorite clients uh oh sweet julie i <laughs> think yeah. that's when it really happened it clicked in because it was with her and her mom and uh, her mom wasn't very mobile, so just being able to, like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching progress. This is really happening. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was taking less hours at Mellow Mushroom. I was like, this is really going to work. And then being able to be, you know, supported from the actual paying clients, not the free clients we were talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they did help tremendously, but, but being able to sustain and just seeing that it could could make it work. And uh, so I was I was an intern for Big and Rich at the time, the save a horse ride a cowboy yeah. artist, you know because uh, my degree is in entertainment management and um you are awesome you're like all over the place yeah we are all over the place uh -huh. with yeah the, with so, the mayor. uh yeah. we and this is this is kind of where i think things got real for us is that um i was i was doing songwriting and um and we were up there and and working on stuff and and we both kind of looked at each other and we're like what are we doing? Like we're in Murfreesboro. We've been here for a year after we graduated. Like, what do we want to do? Mm -hmm. Where do we want to do it? And we so were, the songwriting, was it cutting it? Yeah, I, it was, you know, I think, so when it comes to songwriting, I think when you choose something, you have to figure out, is it a hobby and something that you enjoy doing? Or is it something that you enjoy doing and you want to make a career out of it? Um, and it was definitely not something that I wanted to make a career out of it. I, I recorded, um, uh, about 15 or 16 songs and then shopped those for about a year and got in front of really great people um and never got a bite from anything but um you know when when you're talking to people and they're like yeah usher raymond just listen to your song and you're like oh cool awesome did <laughs> did he does he want it is he gonna buy it yeah. and they're like no he's not gonna buy it and so um you know i found that that music for me really was uh, a love and never i, I never wanted it 
I, I, I came to the realization that I didn't want it to be a career. Yeah. I didn't want to make it a career. I wanted, it became something that felt like a job. I woke up, we went to the recording studio. Um, I spent the whole day writing, um, with a producer and recording music. And, um, then you leave. And after a while, I love started feeling like a job and I didn't, I, I didn't want it to be that. Um, and so we, we, we were like, where do we want to be? Um, it was between Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> we were thinking about Las Vegas because we both, I mean, he is an audio engineer. I had uh, an entertainment mm-hmm. degree. Um, and we were like, we could definitely survive there. He could run sound for any of the shows there. I could work in a management firm or anything like that. Um, that or going and moving from Murfreesboro to Nashville. Um, right. Uh, and or moving to Chattanooga. Music capital. Yes. Or moving yes, to Chattanooga. Yes. I think Chicago may have been floated a little bit, but Las Vegas almost happened. It was, it was, <laughs> was weird. We had somebody we're going to move with, and she, she was a great friend of ours. She actually lives here in Chattanooga now. She's a, a makeup artist and wig designer for Disney. Oh, wow. um, and we were like, yeah, we'll all get a place together. We'll move down there. Um, and on that journey, we were like, where do we know people? And I was like, my family lives in Chattanooga. Your family lives in Chattanooga. Yeah, like, this well, was the time when we were going back and forth, like working the Chattanooga yeah. Market every Sunday, and then we would. My drive. dad has lemonade stands yeah. in the Chattanooga Market, so <laughs> that is Miller's original lemonade. lemonade. So we went down every weekend and worked for him. Um, but we would notice, I tried like the Chattanooga Market. It's yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. hot. There's, yes. it's, it's packed always too. Just <laughs> good slam. day for lemonades. Um, good <laughs> exactly. day for lemonade. Uh, but we'd always see like see people we knew, and then Chattanooga kept, was changing every single time we drove back. There was a new building, there's a new restaurant, um, and it was like you said, like why? What are we doing? Like why yeah. are we here? And then there was uh, there was a fitness studio that had just opened called Thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was had, one of my biggest opportunities there to meet, which was in Coolidge Park. Mm-hmm. And then um, had the opportunity to work with uh, Kim Gavin and Anna Mercer and Jeff Krupkale there. Awesome people. And um, met a lot of just lasting relationships that I still have today and just got my feet wet in the fitness industry here in Chattanooga. And then um, and then I started working for, he was state center at the time, but now mm-hmm. Mayor Andy Burke. Yeah. Um, so I started working with oh, him on his first campaign. And um, I was like, I just went up to him. My, my uncle um, uh, is, was was a, um, big in politics and he, he ran a lot of different campaigns. Um, and so I was like, hey, I'd really like to meet this guy. I'm, I'm interested in politics. So, you know, of course, I, like you said, I'm all over the place. So I was like, I'm interested in politics. And so um, uh, Andy um, uh, said he would meet with me. I sat down and I just told him, I said, you know, I just moved here. Um, I, have, I have some money saved up and I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what, what's here for me in Chattanooga. But I also want to figure out a way to help and, and learn about politics. So I'd love to just sit and learn from you and work with you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll be an intern, whatever you want from me. Uh, Like I'll go get coffee. I'll get your dry cleaning, whatever you want me to do. I don't, I don't really care. I'll answer phones. And he was like, yeah, why don't you come and work on my campaign? And I was like, "Uh, okay, great, (laughs) cool. Um, and so we started working, uh, I started working for him and that progressed into, um, doing his website and doing, you know, we call it communications, but it's really marketing, marketing for the campaign. And then, um, followed him into office and worked there for Mm -hmm. two years. Um, and during that time he, I was also working at, um, it was North shore yoga at the time and then hot yoga plus bought it out. And then currently it's Southern soul yoga, (laughs) but (laughs) there's plenty of name changes there. But, uh, that was one of the other communities that I got into. It's a super huge, the yoga community. Um, 
And then adding on from there, also worked up at a hot spot up on Signal Mountain, um, and then also a little bit at the YMCA. So just little uh, nomadic group fitness instructor throughout town and just um, got to experience a lot of different communities, which and helped so out a ton. I think uh, maybe two years in mm-hmm. or so from when we moved here, which was like in 2012 or 13, I think, um, he came to me and was like, I think I want to yeah like i've I've got to a point like i've got a good idea and i I really want to go with it (laughs) and so we uh rented a space um february 2016 february 2016 we rented a space in the chattanooga workspace um i just transitioned from being in the mayor's office to working um as head of communications for the police department Mm -hmm. and uh he opened up a little, probably half the size of this room we're sitting in right oh, now. Is it like 400 square feet? Yeah, four or 500 or square feet. Maybe if that. Yeah, <laughs> if that. Um, and he started training, you know, two or three people a day. And this was all my, like pretty much my beta testing for the HipFit format that we have. Um, but not running on treadmills, we would use the hallways and the stairwells. So all the other artists nice. and stuff in the studio, I don't know if they... Probably didn't enjoy it, but I apologize. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I'm trying to focus here. Um, but it was, a, it was a really cool experience. I mean, um, we got to test out equipment. We got to mm-hmm. test out yeah. um, clientele and, and, um, and I also test a ton of different things. hired on my first, you know, first employee, employee there. So that would help. There. Pick I up. want to talk about that. Were, was yeah. that all you were doing at the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You just, you just went straight, straight ahead. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. one of those like. He left teaching all of those places and said... Oh, that was another real moment. Sorry, I want to bring that up. Yeah, but give, giving my first paycheck to somebody that was like... Yes. To yes. your to employee? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. writing so, the first check. Was, uh, <laughs> got chill bumps. That was tell, so good. Tell me about that <laughs> process. How did you uh, go about hiring someone? It's a, a little bit of scouting at first. Okay. And then, you know, and then social media is a huge thing right now, too. You can sort of get a little semi-image of who that person is. Yeah, a little, little stalk snapshot them, of... Stalk them a little bit. I think whatever. it's also determining a need, though. Yeah. I think that's the most important. We mm-hmm. talk to a lot of people that, like, uh, you know, we get, we're going to need employees, or I, I should have employees. I don't think that anybody should have employees. You either need to have employees or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you need that based off of the amount of services that you're providing. And mm-hmm. he got to a point where I couldn't people take were coming more. to him, and he was like, I don't have any hours left. So. Yeah, right. And I so gotcha. then it's like, oh, well, how do I fill those hours? Um, I can have somebody... Um, at this point in my fitness career too it used to be way back in the day i would just pile on okay let's get as many hours as we can because i'm not sure it's going to happen but by the point at the workspace i was at the point where like okay to function properly to have the good balance and to deliver the experience i need to the clients like i know i can only take on this many hours a day so this person's needing this time so all right well i do need to hire somebody to take hold of that time slot i can't get to and And then it's finding somebody to fit that need I think. right and i want them to you know so have the same people, we know like hire, hire people and it's you know they're like i don't know what to let them do it's like well did you need to hire somebody <laughs> you, do, you know and and it's it's determining what that need is and then finding that person that can best fill those needs and i think he's been really good at just identifying the right type of person to fill mm-hmm. the needs that we that we need and um i think now we've progressed into this weird thing in the fitness industry that no one does. And that's like trying to develop some sort of career path for people. Um, 
that's one of the hardest things about being a personal trainer is that like it feels like you're on your own and there's no leveling up and there's this glass ceiling you're going to hit you either open your own gym or you Mm -hmm. like stay down in this training scenario yeah Um, there's only so many hours you can give yourself yeah yeah and so we're trying to develop people into you know we people have to come in and work front desk if they want to be trainers they're gonna have to learn how to do that and then they can progress and graduate into personal training and then they can take on more clients and then we have management and then you know we're trying to figure out what that career path looks like i think that's a really important piece as well because once you have a need i mean nobody's going to stay in that need forever right Um, you've got to give them some sort of some sort of progression what what advice would you give to someone who's wants to maybe it's a their own fitness company or brand but it could mm-hmm. be something else could be something more yeah. a, another type of creative work maybe it's a they want to make websites or they also yeah. want to do communication yeah what would you what would you what advice would you give to them to when they want to start something one of my biggest things um, is to slow down, slow down. Um, because okay. when we almost signed a lease, the very first one, and we would have been bankrupt, I think, within, I don't know, maybe yeah. a couple of months. So <laughs> okay. Got eager, got really excited, and we are like, yeah. yes, that sounds, we don't know if that's great. It sounds great. Like, okay, You're making it sound right. great. At this time, we'll totally pay that. And, and at we this time, like, we had no idea that you could have people represent you, and there's lawyers on the landlord side that are representing them. Like, there's little things that you just need to be aware of, because if you don't, you're going to get, you know, a lease that's all in the favor of the landlord and then you could have had an opportunity to negotiate some things there the space that we're um in currently is the 18th spot that we looked at so it was okay a good process and i would (laughs) i would piggyback on that and i always tell people and i i I tell people that i work with this Mm -hmm. like and i tell people that it's so important just in a, a a good atmosphere like don't be afraid to not know and i have to remind him that i remind people all the time i was like don't be afraid to not know something that's huge like you don't have to be the expert in everything. When you say that, uh, so you mean, you mean yeah. expertise or like not know what you want to do? Both. Okay. Um, I, now, I mainly mean expertise. Like, yeah. So if it, when it comes to, you know, you're like, oh, wow, I'm starting a business. I should know how to read a lease. No. Yeah. There are people who go to and college can... and, and, and spend years learning how to do that. And if, the, if, if you're going to make a business decision, you should get the right people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to not know something. I think I a lot think of times we get caught people. up in ego. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, certainly. I yeah. think we get caught yeah. up and then we make bad decisions or we just don't make that decision at all. Either it stops us or we end up making the worst decision right. possible. Um, and there are so many great people that we worked with um, to kind of make sure that we, we made really great financial and legal decisions. Mm-hmm. And very, it didn't yeah, very cost thankful for that. a lot and it didn't... It just it just took us being able to say we don't know what we're doing. Like, can you help us out? Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's I think a lot of times we get caught in having to be the know it all, and it's okay to say I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Tell me more about that. That's great. There's a uh, there's a line uh, there's a blog piece that I've been meaning to write uh, titled uh, "I'm not ready. That's why I'm here." Okay. Yeah. I'm not ready to start a business. That's why I'm starting a business. Yeah. yeah. I'm not ready to get into fitness. That's why I'm getting into fitness. Yeah. That's uh, good. I like that. It yeah. kind of goes along with, with exactly what you're saying and what you said earlier along with uh, fear and getting into yeah. your discomfort zone. You, um, I think uh, people ask us, there was no real extreme plan to open up this studio the way that it is. It was, it was that slowly but surely pieces fell into place and needs that that was the big thing is the needs were there right so like 
He opened up the little studio. Mm-hmm. We got all the clients that he could possibly handle. We have another person, got all the clients that they person can handle. can handle. And then we have to start saying, well, now we need another space. So then it was like, we need another space, but I've always wanted to develop this type of fitness. Well, let's start practicing what this type of fitness would look like. Okay, to execute it, what do we need? And mm-hmm. then going all the way through finding the need, then filling the need. Um, and that goes into, we, we, within a year, we expanded and doubled our size here at this studio. That's incredible. Um, so again, we, we've, we didn't start too big. We started a very small, you know, right. not, not a ton of space. And, mm-hmm. um, then we opened up a little bit bigger to have more personal training, to have more space in the room. I think that's, it was very weird for people. Um, but I think this says a lot about, uh, the way he makes decisions is, you know, when we expanded, people are like, oh, you'll be able to fit more people. And I was like, no. It's the same number of people. Everybody's just going to have more room. Um, that's the yeah. biggest feedback that like we got. That. Yeah. They wanted more space, and um, we want to keep our customers as happy as possible because if they're happy, then they're going to work out harder, and they're going to meet their goals. And they're, they're going to tell ins- their friends. Yeah. That's even and, better. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we made that switch and took that space to, to give them the, the, the additional room without adding. It was 18 on this side. We moved over to the opposite side, um, gained about – uh, God, I don't know. We gained seven foot? feet almost each direction. Oh, um, yeah. But it just gave everybody more space and more room and more mm-hmm. freedom to to really get the type of workout in that they wanted to that day. Uh, one thing I'm noticing, uh, one pattern I'm noticing is it's not. Um, I wouldn't say it's frugality. It's uh, more like risk aversion. Like it goes yeah. along to what mm-hmm. you're saying with baby steps. That's what steps. I do a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. no, that's good. Doing just enough to get your feet wet and then expanding and yeah. expanding and expanding. Would I think you, that, you would agree with I that? totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. It's safer to go that route. Um, cause we didn't, I mean, we keep adding on little bits of equipment as the needs arise, you know, within our personal training. I mean, we started off with, you know, some hand-me-down equipment, which is fine. And then, you know, finally getting to a point where we can purchase, you know, newer equipment and stuff that meets the needs of the clients. But you know, all of that upright would have been a huge expense up front. And then, you know, not, not knowing in our first, you know, fiscal year what was going to happen. So we, you know, played it safe on some of those. That was really good on our part. I think it's a great lesson for people to learn, especially somebody mm-hmm. starting something. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, almost getting into a lease. Uh, were there any other hiccups that along oh, the way God. that you've experienced? <laughs> good, hmm. good I think yeah, of good um, ones to, there's a, like, I, I think there were, you know, one of the ones that I hated, uh, we have, we have benches and mats and we, we ordered probably too many, too, too many benches and like probably like 10 or 15 extra mats, which is not a huge thing, but still we have, we have equipment that we just didn't, we didn't realize that we weren't going to need, um, and, and buying those type of things. I think big hiccups. Oh, I know. Um, timelining things better. If I wish I would have done that, like, you know, um, equipment delivery and you know just making sure people in the right place at the right time when that's coming in um i think so i would say that that is that's a big hiccup we have a landlord he has staff we have all these buildings around us we have deliveries being made there's all these when you're when you're opening up there's all these things that you you have have to orchestrate everything to make work right with the build out like you know okay the mirrored glass has to go in before or no, sorry, the flooring has to go in before the mirror glass, and then the mirror glass has to be in before the treadmills come in, so you just have to have this 
step-by-step plan. But they're all delivered by three separate entities and people (laughs) and installers and... And then a lesson for me was, you know, you know, these other contractors have a lot of other jobs going on. You're not the only one that they're dealing with. So, you know, stay like, I'm important. Like, listen to me. Stay <laughs> Do on, it on this day. Stay on top of your contractors for yeah. sure. That's a good one. Just it doesn't. But yeah, it doesn't sound like there's been huge, like giant weights on your shoulder. Like, oh, my gosh, why? Why did we do this? Um, not yet. Moments, which is not, awesome. Not which is good. It's fantastic. <laughs> But it might be related to like your connection and community that you've you've built up. Like, yeah. And are I there think, any people that you go to for advice? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um, uh, he talks to Jim Hall a so, lot. Yeah, one of my good clients. He's been with me since Thrive that we talked yeah. about the other day. He was a former but... head of transportation for Clinton. He is like the best wealth of knowledge. Like, he, <laughs> and he's just real talk too. He's just yeah, straight up. That's good. Um, Talking to the mayor a lot, having a chance to be around somebody mm-hmm. that has not only a successful business as a law firm that's been around for years and years and years since, since forever, um, and then also being a leader that's running, you know, employees around three thousand people, being able to like get those bits of knowledge um, and and talk to him, and then working for the chief was really great too because you're talking about another leader that's managing and 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 building culture. Yeah. And, developing relationships with 600 some odd employees so um i think we've had access to some really and great then, people yeah and then i had the wonderful opportunity with uh lululemon uh going to a big summit meeting in canada and they were you know all kinds of other fitness business owners there which i got to pick their brain which this was pre uh chattanooga workspace and getting into that so that yeah. was like oh my gosh all this wealth of knowledge but that's just you know whatever field you're in for the most part, people will be accepting if you want to ask them questions. You know, you know, worst case scenario, they just say, you know, no, I'm not going to answer that question. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Move on. But Same with the you yeah. asking the mayor for We always ask job. opinions. Yeah. Or, There's, you know, just yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, how about we get into fitness? Fitness. Stuff? Yeah. Fitness. fitness. <laughs> 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 so uh, maybe we let's go through a couple of scenarios. Sure. Um, say somebody knows next to zero things about fitness where where do they start do they yeah. start with food do they start with exercising a little bit of both a little bit of both uh, not to overwhelm people too much is the big thing um, I always recommend starting off with a, just a simple consultation just to talk and you know just get to know the person a little bit more you know where they're coming from set up um, you know let them talk about their goals and what they want most of the time they're going to be a little bit too dramatic and you can you know, in this scenario, coming into a fitness um, regimen, we as you know, the professionals have to, you know, set those realistic goals, something that can make them keep going. Once they get to that goal, then they can get to the next one, get to the next one, rather than get that sense of defeat. But I think just the consultation is very important first. Why? Why so? Just curious. Um, Just because it's not so intimidating as jumping right into a group fitness room or maybe into let's say if you're going to a, a ymca or a big gold gym or something where you have a lot of eyes on you yeah and you also walk in and there's just equipment and you're like, like you get lost what is uh, this so easy to get lost <laughs> i think that's like the i would say it's like the don't don't search webmd if you don't feel good like you're yes. gonna it's gonna be like you have cancer and you're dying and you actually just have a headache um, it's one of those things like if you search about fitness like don't google it just yet just i i would say consultations sitting down with somebody that you trust or or just you know go try some stuff 
go to classes. Okay. Classes are the best choice, I think, whether it's like CrossFit classes or it's classes here at KHF or um, doing like a class at a big box gym. What happens is, you know, you're, you're definitely going to have somebody that can lead you through the workout. Don't go it alone. Like there's so many, I, if you're going to pick an option, pick an option that, that there is somebody accompanying you on that journey, right? So they can teach you and show you through. And that's why I think class settings are so important. Versus just stumbling your way through things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, injuries can occur. And we've bit, both been there. Postural alignments are yeah. way off. You think you're doing something right, but it's good to have that outside perspective looking on to a body, just making sure everything's in its right place and you're not going to hurt yourself yeah. and can be consistent and continue on your path that you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about somebody who is a little overweight and they want to lose some pounds? Yeah. What's their, what's their next step? They're, they're unmotivated, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, maybe they're not in a good, uh, friendship or a family environment. Like how did they motivate themselves to get to that point where, okay, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. So getting them to that point, like to lose to, weight, to get there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's about surrounding yourself that's, yeah, in, that's in a class. I'll go back to the class back setting the class again. Like okay. I, I mean, um, when you feel like you are either alone or nobody is going to understand you, when you come to a group setting where it's group fitness, you you're actually surrounded by people that either are where you are, mm-hmm. started where you are, or are 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 just now being right into their journey right now. Mm-hmm. So there's there's three types of people in there that are, this, this is day one, they're starting it. They started that, and now they're into something. And then there's people that have progressed, and they're, like, just maintaining. So there's all these people around you that you can just feed off of their energy. You don't even have to talk to them or be part of the conversation. You just have to yeah. sit back, listen. Surrounding and, yourself with people with the, like, mindset, I think that's huge, just making sure, you know, you guys are all on the same page, and that will help encourage somebody to come back you know let's say they this happens a lot you know somebody's misses a class everybody else like hey where were you that last time you know a little yeah. accountability from everybody else that helps out oh, yeah, a ton. Totally. i think the what not to do is i was gonna actually ask that like, what not yeah. to do what not to do is to fall for infomercials fall for pills not to find quick fixes because fitness is just like in dieting and 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 lifestyle changes or there's no such thing as a quick fix right and there are so many things that you're inundated with that sell this idea that this is possible and a lot of times it's just not possible right you mentioned something earlier about not being sustainable too. yeah yeah so um we talk about dieting a lot um we actually were just on facebook live and someone was mm-hmm. asking us what do you think about paleo and and we're 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 pretty honest about our thoughts on dieting right so paleo whole 30 uh atkins diet ketogenic diet, whatever it is, whatever you want to label it, they all boil down to one thing. It's a calorie reduction, right? It's a calorie reduction and then limiting um, your access to something. Um, And so what we try to focus on is macro dieting, which allows you to use up a certain amount of proteins, fats, and carbs. And if you decide to do something that's like Whole30 or that's like Atkins or Mm -hmm. that's the ketogenic diet, whatever label you want to put on it, a lot of those things just aren't... um, they aren't lifestyle changes that you can maintain, and the problem with them are is they don't um, they don't they don't acclimate well to social experiences. Yeah. Sure. Right. So all of those diets that I just named, if you're going to a Super Bowl party, if you're going to a <laughs> Christmas party, if you're going to a holiday party, if you're going to Thanksgiving, they're not going to they don't give you any flexibility to still work within 
the diet that you're trying to maintain or the lifestyle you're trying to maintain without just saying, no, I can't be a part of this. And so what happens is we see people who diet, especially in bodybuilding, but even just simple dieting that they just stop themselves from going out on Friday nights. They stop themselves from hanging out with friends because they're so afraid they're going to make the wrong choice. But when you do flexible dieting and you look at macro dieting, you can make the wrong choice. You just have to add it into how many macros you have left. Yeah. The other one's kind of, they're great and they're quick, but you've got to find something that you can actually maintain. And a big part of what we practice here is the educational side of it too. That's something to offer somebody who's wanting to lose weight as well. It's a, it's a ton of knowledge, but just understanding what is a portion size. Like in America, you get your food from, you know, wherever fast food or any restaurant really. And the portions are, I don't know, is this six ounces? Is this five ounces? Is this whatever? But that educational side of things is what I want people to go through. Like they understand it. It's a little tedious at first. You know, you have to weigh out your food. This is three ounces. This is blank. But then you do it for so long, then you can translate it into when you do go out to eat, like, oh, wow, this is way over my portion size. And then it's having the discipline to, all right, we're going to cut this off, put it to go box, take it home. Yeah, I think people, uh, it's easy to fall off of that, like mm-hmm. measuring things and stuff. But really, it's, it's to get to the point where you can eyeball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more so. of an instinct. And I think um, if you look at it like if somebody, if you were – I was trying to think what I would do if it's, I think sometimes we think about fitness and we just, we don't think about it the way we think about other things, right? My car is broken, so I need to go take it to a auto dealership or a mechanic to fix it, right? And so personal trainers and studios and um, fitness experts, that's who they are. Like they're the mechanics, they're the people that can give you the advice that you need to put you on the right path. And I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves um, either intentionally or unintentionally, to figure out something that we have no idea <laughs> what we're talking about. It's one of those things, again, I said, be okay to not know. And I think, you know, uh, my mom is a great example. She struggled um, with trying to figure out what works for her. But the problem is when you're, when you're the one making the guesses and you haven't spent time getting X amount of certifications and you haven't inundated yourself in becoming the biggest subject matter expert, you're, you're kind of like, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It'd be like me trying to take my engine out of my car and put it back together. I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. But somebody who, who is trained to do it is, can, or they can show me how to. So you have to look at studios and instructors and fitness experts um, like that. Like they are your tool. So if, you're, if your goal is, I want to lose a little bit of weight, most people are going to go, I don't really know how. Well, just find somebody that can Who help knows? you, right? Yeah. And it might be mm-hmm. just a conversation and you're done with the conversation. I mean, he has people that come in and just sit down and have a consultation and have a conversation and actually never work out in this right. entire studio. They're, they're going to mem- remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember but it, but it's you know it's that access to knowledge that mm-hmm. we that just find the knowledge point that you need. I mean, anything else that we would do other than fitness, we would seek out someone to show us how to do it or yeah. to help lead us through it. See, I'm, I'm one of those... Uh, those boobs that didn't do that. Um, (laughs) I was in a pretty stressful job situation and didn't know anything about posture. So, you know, it's hunched over Mm -hmm. keyboard, that kind of thing. And then would proceed after that to go work out on my own Mm -hmm. without really knowing what the heck I was doing. Um, and then I injured myself, injured my neck and that's not a good place to be in. Um, especially if you're in a rhythm and you're, uh, you're setting a goal and you're trying to get into this like regimen and yeah, routine and then back. boom, an yeah. injury and yeah. your yeah. things are working and then things aren't. Yeah. 
that's really tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Any advice for someone going through an injury? Um, how to? Uh, there's a lot of people, um, you know, corrective movement specialists that are out there. Um, I had a, a leg press machine fall Ugh. on my quad. Had a, oh, a pretty man. bad injury. But uh, that's what really got me into even deeper into the practice of yoga. But getting with somebody who's, you know, fully certified, knows what they're doing. And the practice of yoga really is about just holding your posture as well as you can in different orientations of gravity. Um, But I would say good advice there. Definitely getting with a physician or doctor first, making sure you're cleared to go into a, you know, personal training or regimen such as this. And then getting with the professionals either in yoga or some Pilates experts have that just the movement therapy that might be needed for you. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a stair step process. Like again, the same. Like the rehab business. You do the rehab par- portion that your doctor supplies to you. Then mm-hmm. your rehab um, expert is going to tell you what you can do next. So they may say, oh, "Just do yoga," or they may say, "You're free. Like go do weight training and take it slow." Um, we have people that he's working with. Laurie, do you want to tell him about Laurie a little bit? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's going through right now. She was at super high risk for breast cancer, and then recently just had a double mastectomy. And now um, she was in a super great rhythm, you know, coming to work out at least four to five times a week and then having to go through the recovery process is huge. You know, you take that fitness away, which, you know, for most people, it's a good release of anxiety and stress. And then, you know, if that's taken away from you, you really have to go into a good, you know, mindset to be able to, you know, get back to that next step. And then we're helping her out. I'm working with her once a week, one on one. Um, private training and then she's also you know slowly getting back into classes now but it's and he had a hernia last year that actually it's like the year anniversary coming up coming up this month um so he couldn't work out (laughs) for yeah he couldn't couldn't work out for like it was an old injury it was like a 10 year old injury it was like not painful but it could have gotten gotten worse worse. and worse and worse so when he hadn't had it take care of but that means he had surgery and then he had to kind of find his road to progress Mm -hmm. as well Um, so being able he wasn't able to take classes and yeah, not even able to get out of bed at one point, too. That yeah. was really tough. I had to watch him. They were like, you Same. can't lift yeah. over five pounds. And I, yeah. I was watching him, and he would be like, <laughs> I'm just going to pick these 20s up and do some curls. I'm like, put it down. Put it down. Put it down. It's uh, more of a mental battle than anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah, certainly. You feel waterlogged and fluffy, <laughs> and you're like, you touch a weight, and you feel great about yourself again. Uh, I'd like to get into maybe uh, some sp- uh, specifics. That's hard to say. Specifics. Uh, so what what exactly does uh, your typical like food week look like? Ooh, food yeah. week. So we a week of food. Um, I'm not not Shark Week or you know <laughs> food <laughs> week. <laughs> food week. Uh, we're big advocates on uh, batch cooking or meal prepping, okay. and that helps out a ton. Just takes a lot of the guesswork out of what you're going to consume for the day. Um, I say it that way. That's sort of weird. But um, treating food food as fuel. Um, and then Six days a week. <laughs> and then. Seventh gotcha. day. That is. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it depends on your goals, too. Like, if you are trying to lose weight, you are going to have to have the discipline to reel it in and um, make sure you're taking the right amount of calories. But then when you get to the point you want to be, then you can fluctuate and be a little bit more flexible, for sure. But we're big on batch cooking meal prepping and then we have a great service here in chattanooga vibrant meals that we use them every single yeah. week <laughs> and yeah, i think that's a good one yeah. it's, a, it's you know you have to you have to look at your meal planning and mm-hmm. and again don't set yourself up for failure like if you're like i'm gonna do all my meal prep and you could spend another dollar or two and just have someone do it for you have someone do it for you especially if you're like busy like we are like 
we, you know, at work, I, I, I just have them in the fridge and I have yeah, my lunch I have done. some clients, and, you know, they're toting their kids everywhere, volleyball practice, whatever it is. And the only options that they used to have were, okay, we're going to go through McDonald's or whatever on the way home. <laughs> but then, you know, having, ba, 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 if you do ba. meal prep or you go through meal prep services, such as Vibrant Meals, you, you already know it's going to be there at home waiting on you and you don't have to make the mindless decision of I'm starving. I'm just going to go for the first thing that's right in front of my face. Yep. What, what do you batch? Haha, uh, That's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm more creative. I'm he's not, he's really boring. <laughs> he's like, all right, I bowled up some chicken, chicken. and here's some broccoli. <laughs> Enjoy fuel. So I'm, I, I try to go in and add some seasoning. I think, yeah. so we batch cook chili a lot. Um, we one, do turkey, the winter. black nice, beans, yeah. um, and then just traditional chili spices, and then some bone broth. And that's Sounds great good. because, one, it's cheap. That's super big, cheap. That's a good point. It's yeah. super healthy because, I mean, it's 99% fat-free turkey. It's black beans and some broth. And, we're you know, you know if it's, it's that people say, oh, it's too expensive to eat healthy. I mean, that right there, I that's think a, I can make an entire pot of chili for, like, $10, and it makes, like, six or seven meals. So... Um, that's, that's easy fix. Number one. Um, the other thing is crock pot chicken. We'll take like salsa, yeah. put chicken in there mm-hmm. and let that cook for like eight hours, then throw brown rice in it and it's done. You got chicken and rice, super cheap too. You buy frozen chicken. Um, I think the cool thing being college students and not having like steady income or a lot of money, uh, we found really unique ways to yeah. eat healthy, fit our macros <laughs> and like do it on a budget. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's doable. It's doable. I've Unless you're buying 30 it. avocados, it's doable. Yeah, that's that's very true. I've fallen out of it recently. I need to get back into it. I find myself going to Whole Foods way too much. We do too. It's horrible. You know? Yeah, and then those lunches here and there. You oh, know, it's that, the worst. So you go to Whole Foods, and then you think you're eating healthy, and you make this bucket of food, and then you get up there, it's $32. <laughs> and some reason, you've got macaroni and cheese and, like, Asian slaw and, like, a chicken wing and three pieces of brisket. and you, $30. Like, you wonder what you've done with your life um, when you could have just taken that $30 and bought the groceries and, and made something yeah. that uh, made into six meals. So I think that's a good example of sometimes we complain that eating healthy is expensive, but we also go to Whole Foods and, you know, there's eight ninety nine per pound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very mm-hmm. much so. And turkey meat is average like $4 a pound. So, yeah, four you know, five. Yeah, yeah. a whole pound of turkey and you can, yeah, you can make two or three meals out Old of that. Whole pound of turkey. Whole pound of turkey will go turkey. a long way. <laughs> uh, tell me about uh, Hip Fit. Yeah, Hip Fit. So it is. I've a, heard of Hit. Yeah, so it is a play off of that. Okay. So high intensity interval training would be Hit, and then ours is high intensity interval programming. So we okay. wanted to have a programmed workout where you could come consistently, consistently every day that we offer classes and not overtax the muscles, but you're still getting the high intensity interval cardio work. And then we added in also the mobility and mindfulness of the yoga practice within, and then also the aesthetic weight training mixed in as well. And then the programming part is that every day is broken down to a muscle group. So Mm -hmm. it's a full body experience because you're still doing cardio and you're still doing the yoga, but the weightlifting portion is either upper body, lower body, arms and shoulders. And then we have uh, two full body days. But you're usually getting a full body workout because you're doing the full power yoga and the cardio. 
but we try to do muscle splits the way that a traditional bodybuilding program would look like right yeah, and with the high intensity and having the training. intention behind the movements too because sometimes you can go to a, a fitness facility you you, you know piddle around on your phone you might do a bicep curl or a, <laughs> oh i'm the machine. worst i'll scroll on instagram forever and <laughs> uh, be like, i'm inspired by that photo but Boom. knowing what you're getting into when you go to the class is huge i think just you know you know what muscles you're working you can get the mind to muscle connection and you can perhaps get a little bit deeper into the training effect that you're going to get versus having like uh I guess I'm going to try this today. I think it's a big difference. Yeah. I, I, I've i tried it. Uh, I mentioned before we started that it feels like uh, almost you have your, your own little personal trainer. I know it's a group mm, setting, yeah. but it feels personal, more personal than yeah, I'm glad other you said that. experience. Yeah. That's, that's what we, we really strive for. I think mm-hmm. that there's um, – there, it's, it's, it's hard to do in the fitness industry. I, I think that um, sometimes people are pushed in and out as quickly as they can in the class, and we, we try to – try to find that fine balance and getting people in and getting them working out and also giving them the kind of um, nurturing that they need to be their best. That, that includes in and outside of the classroom, right? So people go in, but they come out and we do, we do tons of different meal planning and we do um, body compositions and help people track their progress in a very reasonable way um, that helps them kind of manage, uh, manage their goals themselves so more than just just showing up to a class it kind of gives them an opportunity in and out to feel um supported through that process because i i think sometimes we forget that um we always tell a lot uh, all of our team is that um people are looking for help that's Mm -hmm. the only reason they came in the door yeah they didn't come in the door because they want to be chant like you get like one percent where somebody's like i'm coming in and i want to get the craziest workout 90% 90% of people are coming in because they just want help. They want help and they want support and they want yeah. somebody to guide them through through this kind of like gray water, muddy water you've, kind of you've fitness You've also world. built a like really strong community, I would notice. Mm. Uh, what what makes a great community? Do you, did, you, did you know that you were going to be doing uh, this? We did, yeah, I think it was accident. Yeah. We accidentally <laughs> it was, did it. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> and it's really cool, like, the, um, I mean, just adding in a simple seating area. So it's really cool to watch, you know, after-class people congregating, hanging out. Some people that don't even know one another, but, you know, they just suffered through, you know, it could have been a pretty intense class, let's say, one day, but they all made it through, and then they get to, you know, high-five one another outside and actually have a real conversation with another human being and not just, you know, right back into their I think screen. another thing that's been really helpful for us, we've been really open about our journey. I think a lot of people don't talk about, like, you know, how they started their business or what they're doing or, you know, some people get afraid, like, these are my trade secrets. Like, I earned this. It's like, no, you didn't think of it. Like, every, like there's no new ideas, you know. The People yeah. always say that. Like, yeah. and we truly believe that. Like, no one, you know, someone's thought of this and there's nothing that's like, we're not doing anything monumental here. Um, and we try to be as open and, and that's with other gyms, uh, people who own gyms come to us and talk to us about, you know, what we did here. And, and we're always open as much as possible because, um, again, like, uh, I don't care what gym it is. I don't care what fitness program it is. If your goal is to get people in a room and get them moving and get them bettering their lives, then, then more power to you. And, yeah, and if I learned something along mm-hmm. the way, then we'll totally give you that type of support because we wanted that support. We may not have had it as much as we wanted to, but like we wanted that support when we were growing and yeah. we still do want that support. And, um, I think that that's, that's been kind of a really great thing for us as people come in and we're, we're really open on what our goals are and our goal. Um, you know, 
I think to our detriment, sometimes we forget that we're running a business and we're like, oh crap, we, we have money and we have to like, we, there are expenses and things like that where we're just like, how many people came in today and how many people worked out? And we don't really like start thinking about dollar signs till like the end of the month. We're like, you know, yeah, I think <laughs> that is important, the analytics yeah. and everything. But uh, I mean, a lot of it just came along with it, you know, just having the strong community and just providing that experience and knowing that it's a good experience. It just made itself work. And not to dig, I know you like to dig into the numbers a lot, <laughs> but like, and, and then people, uh, people come in and they realize that there are a bunch of different age ranges here. There's a yeah. bunch of different types of people here. There's people that are completely covered in tattoos and there's like, you know, uh, somebody who's 60 plus and just wanting to get power walk in and, and lift to, weights in class oh yeah, too. Wants to be able to but lift they're like, kids. Yeah. but they're, they're still both high fiving each other when they're coming yeah. out of the room. And that's, that's the type of bond that we want to see. That's people incredible experiencing. See. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The dynamic of everything's really cool. One thing I've noticed, one big thing I've noticed is music. How yeah. has music influenced yes. <laughs> your schedules um, and your, your hip, hip fitness? So that's been one of my biggest things uh, from back. You know, we talked about some of the choreographed classes where, you know, the music, you have an exercise you do on the beat of every music and some of those. And I liked some of that aspect, but then I also wanted to have a little bit of a freeform style for, you know, each instructor has their own little personality they can add to the mix so I think it's important to have, you know, upbeat music, upbeat tempos, and that, I know we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, like, Kyle has a really good phrase, you want to let him know? Oh, uh, uh, let the, let the feet match, let the feet match the beat, um, <laughs> the you know, yeah, beat. let the beat yes. drive the yeah, feet, yeah. anything like that, I think, um, one of the things that we, that, that, that is important with our music background is like, you know, metronomes are, are very important to keeping a rhythm, right? So like if you just mm-hmm. go to the simplistic version of music and you, you start that rhythm, then that's how you play off of, yeah. you know, every instrument follows that one rhythm and it's the same thing for the body. So if you can, all of our music is 130, 140 or 150 beats per minute, mm-hmm. right? So in, nothing goes below 130. It's 130. And, and it's up. also and important that it's a continuous mix of music. So I was a, a, no DJ, breaks. a DJ in a past life, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but that was one of my big deals is, you know, making sure the transition between the songs were seamless where you could continue that energy because, you know, if something fades out and it's like, yeah, and the beat. <laughs> oh, wait, no. All right, all right. Here we oh, go. It's back on. But it's so interesting. <laughs> yes, so when exactly. you get the when the, when you get the beats of the music right, um, you'd be so surprised. Even yourself working out, like when you try to work out without it, it's just impossible because it's what is actually driving your feet. It's actually what's making you go a little bit faster. You, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's, and we tested this a lot because I I run to music a lot, and uh, you know, if you want to keep a slow, steady space, you're gonna l- listen to something like R and B. You know, something with like a got a nice groove to it. Um, and then either it's heavy metal or, or like really hardcore drum and bass or EDM. If you want to just like pound the pavement and like go yeah. nonstop and, and all you have to do is match your feet to the actual beat that's happening and you will actually, you, you'll, you'll pace yourself perfectly. Yeah, and I think it has a, a lot to do with, you know, some people might not even notice it, but their breath work starts to sync up, I think to yeah. the beat of the music and oh, they can help. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I know I, I try to cue that a lot in classes, but, um, it could be just subconscious, but if you do mindfully go with some of the beats of music, you know, how long are your inhales? How long are your exhales? It can help you. You find get, yourself zoning out to get your mind away from yeah. this is intense. This is hard, but okay. All right. I can just focus on my breath for a little bit and make it through. Cause we do a lot of like meditation with like singing bowls and things like that. And that once you, if you can get in that steady rhythm that never changes, 
the mind kind of like goes on autopilot and then it's everything very starts to intuitive. Music yeah. is very intuitive. It, it reminds me of, um, I think maybe we're just ingrained in our culture with like time because we're always mm-hmm. on the clock mm-hmm. basically. But the same thing with music, you know, on the clock. Yeah. Keeping with breath, keeping with mm-hmm. and the then, intensity of the, the speed, the tempo. And if you did break down, you know, popular songs, typical choruses are 30 seconds long. So, you know, hey, you know, we're going to go really hard on this chorus and it's going to be for 30 seconds. Yeah. You're going to get a recovery. <laughs> yeah. So you could, you know, actually break down the different verses, choruses, pre-choruses and create a whole workout. Out of I that. used to go run, at, run with music in my headphones and I would, that's how I did my intervals. I would run on the chorus and walk on the verse, run on the chorus, uh-huh. and walk on the oh, verse. Yeah. And it's a, a, you can follow easy patterns like that to let music kind of dictate what your workout feels like. Do that for 30 minutes and different music, different style. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to respect you guys time. I have a couple of like quick Quick fire. Quick Are we going hits. quick hey. fires? Okay, okay. Quick We're not fires. good at quick fire. You, um, we talk a maybe lot. Maybe not so quick. But, you know, <laughs> we'll go quick. Yeah. yeah. Quick as you want them. Um, Only allowed 10 seconds. <laughs> what What songs do you sing when you're alone? Do I sing when I'm alone? Yeah. Mm. In the shower, maybe. Okay, for me, I'm a big fan of Above and Beyond. It's a, a trio of DJs from Europe and England. Um, they've okay. got really good vocal songs, vocal tracks. So, I haven't listened to them. I'll have to check yeah, them out. Good stuff. Uplifting. Um, I sing the song "Here I Am," Rocky like a hurricane. I don't even know what that song is. Yeah, and I listen. I I, uh, I sing a lot of Michael McDonald. I mean, I don't listen to him a lot. Taking it to the streets is one of my favorite songs. (laughs) Um, They always pop in my head. And uh, uh, what's that? Tonight, always got by on my own, and never. I don't know. This old what Southern rock song. <laughs> I think that's a Pat Benatar song, but I'm not oh. sure. And then also, uh, I, I sing songs that I don't li- That's not even music I listen to. Wilson Phillips, I, li- I sing that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, What bands have you been digging li- lately? Oh, good question. Um, let's see. Uh, Fits in the Tantrums is like yeah. one oh, of my like yes. favorite. Um, they actually did a Justin Bieber cover recently, and it's it's pretty epic it's it's really good so if you haven't heard that take a listen to that i haven't to. um and then i love uh, a mr fetty wop oh um, i listen to him a lot he laughs because like I, I listen to it all the time and, easy for karaoke um i really enjoy yeah. i really enjoy his music um and i'm not even a huge huge rap fan but i love his music and then also um uh who's somebody else i'm listening to right now um i don't know who are you listening to right now I'm, uh, my last name is house, but I do love house music and, uh, I'm getting more and more into deep house music, just very melodic grooves, uh, helps with my yoga practice, a little bit slower tempo. Um, but there is, uh, James Grant and, um, ah, I can't think of his name just passed me, but they have a record label called Anjuna deep. So it's all like the deeper mixes of okay. house music and just totally in love with all of that right now. Love it. <laughs> do you guys like to read? Yeah. We read a lot of business books business and a lot books, of okay. uh, like more for thought, thought what, do you, what do you call them? Like, like with, it like helps you uh, like thought leadership. Yeah. And then or, also, yeah. Thought leadership. And then also like, um, being a better person books. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what you're just little, yeah. Little yeah. Personal development. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it helps us, um, as instructors, you know, have little quotes and stuff you can offer to your students. Sure. This little, he's reading tools of, of Titans right now. 
really like that book. Yeah, Yeah. it's very cool. There's Um, so much stuff. Oh gosh. So we uh, we're reading the book, but we also um, enjoy the quick reads. There's called it's called fast reads, and you download it, and it's an hour version where somebody like does a synopsis of of every chapter. It's awesome. I I didn't think it was going to be that great, but it was really good. Um, we listened to a lot of Tony Robbins mm-hmm. um, and Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah. And then uh, what's the other book? Um, Hard Things. Oh, what is that called? What's your reading right now? I hate it. I don't know the answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Doing the hard things. Wait, but on our list, two rate is the Zappos t- one. Or no. The Hard Thing About Hard Things? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're that's reading on that my right now, too. I haven't read that one. It's a good um, one. Any, part- that, any books that have like, you know, like, opened your mind, like, wow, this is going to impact me. Uh, from a from a it could be business from a building routines for your own personal success i think tools of titans is really cool i think like if you can just take two or three of those things and invest in them and change your life a little bit you know waking up and having a morning routine that's something that all the people in that book talk about and trying to develop what that looks like for you uh we do a lot of saunaing um we love the like sauna pods and stuff like that um and and finding I think our new our new pathway through that book is finding different types of recovery, whether it's mental recovery or physical mm-hmm. recovery, that allows you to kind of be great. I think we, I think sometimes we forget that the brain is a muscle and it gets right. overused. And <laughs> when we get tired, we become really. I, I I have noticed I get really stupid sometimes. But then if I go do <laughs> if I go do these types of relaxation things, they really they really bring me back to life and, yeah. and help me think a little clearer. I think we both find that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What's something important you've bought in the last three months, two months, say? Uh, gloves. Gloves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new good. new mattress. Oh, and a new mattress. Was, That's actually yeah. a good one. We we bought um we bought a quality. king size uh memory foam. It's cooling. I got a cooling cast gel. Did yeah. you? I mean it's like, you know, we we, I don't remember where we heard this, but it's like one third of your life is spent in a bed. Right. And so we went and bought really nice sheets and we uh-huh. bought a really nice bed and it has made all the difference in the world. To yeah, like, I think some, we some dream people about like, uh, like, wow, my back is mm-hmm. hurting. Why is my back hurting? Oh, maybe I should seven year old mattress. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that was, that was probably a really big yeah. purchase. I, like, and also trying to figure out, um, we we've we've always we've always skimped on taking care of ourselves before we take care of others. So like figuring out ways to kind of pamper ourselves or like you know reward ourselves, go buy a pair of shoes or being right. okay with doing those things. Like I want to I want a new jacket and you know going and getting a new jacket. If if it's a little things, right? Yeah, and we 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 went to Asheville a couple oh, really? weekends ago and that uh, was a lot of fun too, actually me and Gabriel. yeah oh nice yeah, it was really fun so we so to, to to talk yes, about how we never take care of ourselves we did, we have been uh together for f- 14 years 15 in may and that was the first time we went on vacation wow like just the two of us yeah yeah, yeah we went it's on a we went on a family vacation family before and, yeah so but was, those are just two vacations <laughs> before that in a 14 year period that's so, intense um, yeah really trying to fi- figure out like a really really steady work-life balance because i don't think i think that's that's the main goal is to stay healthy while you make others healthy mm-hmm. i agree uh in one word how would you describe kyle miller and then we'll we'll do the reverse mm, passionate that's what I was going to say about you. No. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> really? That's what I, was, I just had in my head. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say kind, probably. Why passionate? Why kind? 
think it's from his uh his zodiac sign too he's a leo so <laughs> it's uh <laughs> just he can get behind something fire people up about it um sometimes even when i know i'm right in an argument <laughs> It turns into I can win. And then I say kind. I mean, like I, I've already talked about. He uh, you did, yeah. He 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 has a tendency to put everybody else before himself, um, and he he wants to make sure that people are happy and that they're taken care of. And it, it can be his downfall and his biggest strength of you know putting kindness um, before before anything else you know uh, he's not the type of person that talks bad about people he's not the type of person that really talks about people at all he's uh he he that there's not a mean part of him i don't think (laughs) so and it's hard to it's hard to find people like that like i i i can be i can be mean or vindictive and have to catch myself and be like don't be that way like for him like he would have to be the opposite and be like it's time to get mean i'm gonna get mean i'm gonna be so mean about this and he's like let me get the door for you (laughs) ma'am i don't appreciate you but i'm gonna get the door for you oh my gosh so i'm not gonna like it yeah and i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna like this uh if somebody gave you 10 million dollars would you still do what you do would you change anything Let's see. No obligations to two million. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely continue doing what I'm doing, but then I think that could be a catalyst on getting, you know, that experience out to more people. Um, and then I've always had this uh, idea of wanting to, you know, build up into a point doing different uh, health and fitness and wellness retreats too that could lend itself oh, to nice. get to different places. Um a million would definitely help. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for both of us, we would look at that money as an opportunity to expand and do more yeah. of what it is that we're currently doing. I, mean, I love it so much; it doesn't feel like work some days. You know, there are tough and challenging yeah. times, but for the most part, it's just like that's all the right. best kind of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a classic one: uh, If you could have a dinner party with anyone, who would it be? With anybody. I hope you remember the person that you've said this before. I have. These are like fitness inspiration. <laughs> oh, are they, do they? Can they still be alive? I think he's still alive. Live, dead. He? He's still alive. Fictional. God. Terrible right now. I was going to say Jack Lane. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Jack Lane's still alive. <laughs> I feel bad about that now. Um, but just somebody as inspirational as he was, you know, and still is, I'd just be able to pick his brain and understanding like, where he got his ideas and you know at a time where none of that knowledge was around pretty much at all like how how did he get it to you know the mass of people i listened to him on the uh, a while back like a couple of years ago and my with my dad uh, as like a radio or something and uh he was talking about organic fruit and vegetables and he was like was the dirt organic was the air (laughs) organic was the water organic? He's like, then it's not organic. There's no such thing. Um, and so, like, I just love somebody that is that confident in what they're talking about and can, like, just look to poke holes and, and stuff mm-hmm. and, and be dedicated to really challenging people yeah. that are saying this is the healthiest thing and then challenging them and be like, is it, though? Um, and he, he did that a lot. So if I could have dinner with somebody, it would probably be Joe Biden. Ooh. Joe Biden, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why Joe Biden? Um, I, I've always just like really liked the way that he, um, not even just like from politics, like his opinion on things, just the way he approaches politics and, and life. And, uh, I got to meet him when he came down here after the terrorist attack and, uh, he just seemed like a really genuinely nice person. And so I think that 
uh, it'd be interesting to have a conversation with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. That or like some, if I had, if I could do somebody who's dead, like somebody that from my family from like, like, I don't know, 90, a hundred years ago and be like, <laughs> what are you doing? What, what, what did you do? How did we get here? Uh, that kind of thing. So <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I've never heard of that one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> if you could master any skill instantly, maybe three skills instantly, what would you choose? Um, I'm getting into, or I was getting into martial arts a little bit as oh, another nice. form of movement. Uh, jujitsu would be one. Um, and then mastering any skill you said it doesn't have to be fitness related, right? No, it or, can just be anything, anything. Um, like my mom's painting skills. I think that's awesome to be able to like take something out of your mind and just throw it onto a canvas. That's so painting. That's so a good one. Little, little self-defense, little painting. Um, and then I'm not the greatest cook, so I feel like that would help <laughs> sell something. So we a little bit more culinary. Stop boiling chicken. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so <laughs> gross. <just> terrible. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> you be a great just cook. grill it yeah, or yeah. something. Just do that's something different. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to try uh, Tai Chi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've heard super relaxing and then just like this nice fluid movement. I'd, that's another thing. That's a good one. Tai Chi. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. Piano is one. I took piano for like three years when I was a kid and I, like, I can just play power chords. Like I would love to be able to. <laughs> I, that always amazes me to sit down and see somebody sit down. I mean, guitar is great. I mean, there's six strings, but like when you're talking about this many keys and people being able to like seamlessly mm-hmm. um, right. do that and being able to do it by ear, that's always impressed me so much. People who can play piano by ear um without music um then uh i think like i can't i don't know if i have three i know my last one but i want to say for the last one um <laughs> uh i think um um figuring out like how to be mindful uh like just being okay and being present moment i think i think and worry too much i think mastering the art of like being in the present moment versus like thinking of the future and navigating crisis mm-hmm. and circumstance i'm really not good at that and any access to being better um a better practitioner and teacher of that would be yeah. i think would be very helpful and then i want to i've always want to learn like how to make a surfboard <laughs> so I, so somebody asked me like what is your dream and i i, I don't want to surf i have no interest in it but i like in my head if somebody was like what would be a dream world i'd be like i don't know i work at a surf shop at a beach and like don't wear shoes and i build i i, I like sand surfboards for a living and then i go home and like hang out and by the beach and then wake up have a cup of coffee and go sand like it seems it like the most unstressful great. job <laughs> no. ever so and like chill. you just get up and you're just sanding away <laughs> and then you go to bed and then you get up and you're living of course by the beach and yeah um so i want to master that skill because i want to be an old dude that like build surfboard that has never <laughs> surfed in his life. I love that. That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, a few more. Uh, one, uh, what does 2018 look like for you guys? Yeah. Uh, for mm. us, um, for us personally, probably is like being better at, at getting ritualistic and like, mm. like figuring out like, what our pattern of life looks like. Little small goals, yeah. accomplishing those and then on to the next one. Um, and then as far as the studio is concerned, we, I think we're going to open up a second location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, that is that's something the, that that's huge. It's, it's so, in the plans in the works. Um, but it's just finding, you know, how do you get systems in place to replicate something that, and you want it to yeah. have the, the same consistency. And so you get the same experience. Mm-hmm. 
that's where we're that is 2018 figuring out what yeah. how if if it's possible to do that mm-hmm. and if it is how quickly we can do it and how we can uh, financially do it and then make it happen and yeah. where and where it would happen so and then where yeah, yeah. that's a big one <laughs> yeah yeah i've talked a little bit about that uh, how she did it uh kelsey from southern yeah Chinese. yeah yes yeah. So uh, me and her are best friends. My yeah, mom awesome. and her since. mom are best friends. My dad and her dad are best friends. And me and her grew <laughs> up together since she was born. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she That's is right. like, yeah, she's a, a huge inspiration of mine and is doing amazing things. And uh, I think at one time she came to me for advice, and now I go to her for advice. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. <laughs> the great. tables yeah. turn. Um, she's gone. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. she's doing yeah. so good. And I, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's oh, like yeah. uh, me and Jody are a lot alike, and her and Kyle are a lot alike, and mm-hmm. that like they just care to get people access to the things that they think make people's lives better. Um, and then you, of course, have to uh, financially be able to make that sustainable. Right. Um, and then that's where an important part. person like <laughs> yeah. me and Jody jump in. Um, and so I think that like if I could give somebody advice in a business is to find, don't try to be both those things. You're either one or the other. You can't be both. Um, uh, you, one person needs to be making decisions that is best for the customer, and then one person needs to make decisions that are best for the business, and then you come together to see how those are going to mix and how to make them work accordingly. Love it. Yeah. And related to related to helping people, uh, the last two questions are specifically to helping people. The, yeah. the first one, uh, give my audience or me or whoever listening a challenge, something that they have to do after listening to this, it could be anything. It could be related to fitness. It could be whatever you want. I always love just to start with, you know, every morning before you take on anything else, I'm just going to drink like a nice cold glass of water. That's the one I would go to too. That's and a good one. It's one that we always try to teach. If you can, if yeah. you can do that right. Um, and, but then on another end, I know there was um, just a simple act of making your bed in the morning, just getting mm-hmm. those little rituals in place where you succeeded at something already feeling good about your day so that's going to just catalyst you into it a really good, works good positive mindset yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does it totally does i think that and i would totally agree it's something like that i someone asked me one day they were like you know you how, how can i manage my my time better like you have so much going on how do you manage it and i was like you just have to make the decision to do the things that you need to do and he was mm-hmm. like what do you mean i was like when you wake up like drink that glass of water brush your teeth like those are all accomplishments of the day and i think sometimes we take for granted the things that we get done that that we just flow through life um it's a big thing for me to wake up and actually drink that cup of water it's really hard like to make yeah. yourself do it every day and then and then to feel bad about not doing it and when you can when you can do that then um if you can do all these things right in the morning then the rest of your day becomes so much more successful I, I, i've along with that uh, uh noticing how important streaks are like uh, to keep your motivation going to continue to do things, especially on a daily basis, like meditating yeah. every day, looking at that 800, 900 days worth of yeah. meditating a row number. It's, it's like, I do not want like, to break ah. that. You know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like that's, I, I put a cup out and, and it's, that was actually my new year's resolution was to drink that glass of cold water right when I wake up every morning. And now I've gotten to the point where if I don't like, if I missed it, like my whole day is just, like, so weird, it's right? just weird yeah. and off. Because yeah. I, I missed it like a Tuesday, and I went into meetings. People were like, "Are you okay? Are you sick?" And I was like, "No, I'm fine." Mm. And then, like when I got home, I was like, "I didn't drink that glass of water." <laughs> dun, dun, <laughs> that glass dun, of water. No. Ugh. Uh, and then uh, the last one. Any oh. any takeaway questions you want people to ask themselves? So we had a challenge, but now a question. Yeah. Why are you doing what you do? Yeah. 
That's what, good. What, ex- what exactly do you want out of what you're doing? And then that's a good thing to ask yourself. And I'll add on to that. So that'll, that, that we'll say that's his. And then I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say why I ask myself that a lot, uh, this a lot, because I think we find ourselves getting upset about things that really don't matter. Why is this upsetting me? Mm-hmm. Right. So That's like somebody that like cuts me off or somebody that didn't hold the door for me or somebody that didn't do this thing. Like, I think if you, you try to start taking stock in those things, um, and asking yourself like, why did this upset me? Why is this stressing me out? You start to realize it's not that big of a deal and you're wasting a lot of your time, yeah. um, worrying, being angry or being upset about things that are completely outside of your control. Um, and if you can let go of those things, then you can actually focus on the things that are most important, like getting that cup of water in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Well, guys, Kyle House, Kyle Miller, thank you so much yeah. for being on here. Thank I appreciate you. you giving me your time. Uh, any final closing thoughts you want to plug the Kyle House Let's Fitness? See. No, I mean, if you have questions about fitness, mm-hmm. if you are wanting to try out classes, if you're just interested in learning more Visit our website or go. We have a blog too. We have a blog, mm-hmm. KyleHouseFitness.com. Um, we'll take you to all of that. We do live videos on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, starting to get into more recovery yeah. videos and stuff. So too, even so. if you're like Very just cool. toying around with yeah. the idea, we show exercises you can do at home. We show exercises that we can do in class um, and really start to uh, uh, research. So spend your time researching and check us out. And if there are questions, don't even feel obligated i think that's the best thing to say is like just because you ask a question or you email us or you do something there's no obligation to like become part of a gym or to take it any further than getting a question answered yeah it just starts with asking questions love it yep love it yeah this is good thanks guys all right thank you thank you very much One quick final note, if you're interested in what I've been doing with this podcast, with the blog, or the daily uh, daily writing challenge uh, on Renaissance Life, go to renaissancelife.com slash join and join the community of my on my email list. Uh, I, I, it's a weekly email that I send out uh, with uh, recommends and things I've been thinking about and, of course, staying up to date with the blog, my favorite blog posts and podcasts and all the happenings and doodads and such so if you if you're interested go to renaissancelife.com slash join if you're not interested uh hit me up i'd love to know why and how i can improve You ready? Sure. <laughs> Secret table beat of the week.
Okay. Perfect. Okay. Stool beats. <laughs>